connecting with our community live from Cobec High School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast on CHS Live. Welcome everyone live from Cobec High School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to the Youth Financial Wellbeing Podcast on CHS Live. My name is Sienna. My co-hosts today are... Mayor. Stacey. Giselle. And our special guest is Christian Unger, a financial capability worker. Um, So our first question today, Christian, is you're a financial worker. Could you explain to everyone what what that job is? As a financial capability worker, I think it's actually in the title, it's being capable to control your finances. Mm -hmm. There's financial literacy about knowing what's going on. I think you're doing financial well-being, and it's yeah. a whole big picture. The financial capability is about teaching people how to be capable and controlling their own finances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian, may I ask, what inspired you to be a financial capability worker? Um, I arrived from Chile mm-hmm. in 1976 as a five-year-old, oh, wow. and there was very little support for my parents. Wow. There weren't even interpreters in those days, mm-hmm. and they found it very hard knowing the system. So they were very educated. But knowing about the Australian system is very hard. Now, yeah. as you probably know, trying to work out what's going on with taxes and banks, it's a lot of information. And because I saw that my parents go through that, I thought, yeah, I love that kind of job. So I've been doing this for the last 10 years, helping the community oh, and really teaching nice. them about education. So, yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Helping, out, helping out of the people. 100%. Um, so do you think that not knowing about finance can make you more vulnerable in getting to debt or suffering to financial uh, abuse? Most definitely. In regards to financial capability, we look at three things for our clients. We look about knowledge, mm-hmm. skills, and behaviours. If you haven't got the knowledge, you can't apply that in your skills. So you've got to know what's going on. The beauty of your generation, you can just put one word in Google and you yeah. get all the information. Literally, everything's uh, online. Everything's yeah. online. Everything. As you get older, you start learning more about research. You start saying yeah. which are the good websites, which aren't the good website. So it's definitely knowledge it's all about you know, confidence, all about knowledge. Can you elaborate more on the um, behaviour part to this? Okay. I've got lots of clients, different ages, male and females. Mm-hmm. I can give them the best budgeting techniques. I can actually do a budget for them and I can give them all the knowledge, what they need to support. It's all fantastic. But if they don't change their behaviour mm. because they love going online shopping because they've been <laughs> locked down for two years, yeah. um, no matter what I tell them, if they're spending more than what they've got, then nothing's, yeah. nothing's going to happen. Of, they're in a bit of a pickle. So you got to start changing. That's what I mean by behavior. You got to change your behavior. You got to really want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen any examples of how people can manipulate others with regards to money? Ah, oh, yeah, most definitely. That's what they call um, financial abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People talk about family violence, and financial abuse is one of those under yeah. under that category of family violence. Um, I've seen when I've worked with teenagers before. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen cases whereby the boyfriend goes, if you really love me, let's put the loan under your name so they can't give it to me. Yeah. So, okay. so they get a loan. And this is a real-life case scenario where the girl goes, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but we're going to be together forever. She gets a loan for 24000 They buy the car. Two months later, he sells the car, gets the money and disappears. Mm-hmm. And she's stuck with a loan with 24000 wow. No, because the younger generation can definitely be manipulated easier and that's why, like, you kind of need to be, like, a lot more wary of, like, what you're getting yourself into, honestly. Mm. And can I say, 
every generation. Every, every generation, generation. Yeah. Okay? 100%. Yeah. And there's also elder abuse, like yeah. for pensioners. So it's oh, always, yeah. always. So, yeah, there is that emotional aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, um, for anyone who's just tuning in, you're listening to the Youth Financial Wellbeing Podcast on CHS Live from Coburg High School in Melbourne, Australia. I'm Sienna. My co-hosts today are... Mayor. Giselle. Stacey. And our special guest is Christian Unger, a financial capability worker. Now, our second question, my second question for today is, what made you decide to teach other people about finance? I mean, out of all the career choices you could have taken, what made you decide to start I've, teaching others? I've done many careers. So I worked as a banker for eight years. Um, and then I thought, oh, they're making too much money and they're scamming <laughs> yeah. too much money out of the people. Um, they weren't educated. Then I worked in manufacturing and helping people in training. Um, and then I joined community. Mm-hmm. So all those aspects, all was about helping people. People need help. Yeah. Um, so it's like having teachers. So what, what age groups do you usually focus around? My focus is from 18-year-olds above. Oh, wow. But I do these kind of programs because sooner or later you're going to be turning 18 yeah. and you yeah. need to know this. Get, yeah, get them so, while they're younger. Yeah. Um, so you say you worked as a banker. Is this like career of yours right now? Is this the one that you want to work for your entire life? Yeah, look, I, I worked out in what they call financial literacy mm-hmm. for eight years for the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. Then I think, oh, I want to take it to the next level. So then I became a financial counsellor. So I went back yeah. to study. Mm. I've got two children. I went back to study full time and I studied for another two years. So I became a financial counsellor. Now I'm doing financial capability. That's mm-hmm. so always about learning. So the children are the reason you decided to. <laughs> oh yeah, look, I've it. I've seen too many sad stories. Yeah, um, and I've taught my daughters about money since they were five years old, mm. and they're very it's clever a good now. Quality to so. learn yeah. more about money. Understand while you're young. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. It. That's a good idea. May I ask? So you lived in South America for a while. Is there a different money culture there between Australia? Yeah, look, I've I've got clients from all over around the world, and mm-hmm. I kind of understand different culture. Yeah. You might come from a country where they don't trust banks. Yeah, but... So that you come to Australia and you go, oh, what's the whole banking system? Um, some cultures more like, yeah, live for today, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some cultures more, let's invest, worry yeah, about the 100%. future. <laughs> yeah. So every culture is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in regards to budget, it's not being judgmental. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing with money is about having control. Facts. That you, control the, you control <laughs> the money, don't let the money control you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Understand it. Understand yeah. it before... Yeah, so yeah, so culture has a big um, way. There's certain cultures that don't use credit cards, mm-hmm. okay? Not because of religion, space, but it's just they love using cash mm. all the time. So, yeah, it, it really determines. And I think most of what we learn about money is about from our parents. Yes. And especially when you're young, you, you, you take get, a lot of your financial you like advice from your parents course. and – from those around you, so I feel like you know you helping them after they've moved, they've either moved out or they don't have parents is is a great is a great way to also yeah. piggyback back onto. So my, sorry, go for it, yourself. So my second question for you is: um, some what are some red flags leading up to financial abuse? Oh, good question. I think you got to go. People don't use this, but you got to go by your gut feeling. A hundred percent. Yeah, second Your intuition is always right. <laughs> always got to listen. You to know it. why intuition's right? Why? Because we've got brain cells in our stomach, believe it or not. We've got more brain cells in our stomach than a cat has. Yeah. So when you go. That nine lives. Like thing? the indigenous Flies. community, when they yeah. think, they make decisions, they think from the head, yeah. from the heart, and from the stomach. So when you talk about the gut feeling. Listen to it. Yeah. The fact that you actually question, you go, ooh, something's wrong, you're on the right track. Yeah. 100%. Okay, so don't even doubt your gut feeling. It's there for some reason. Yeah. Have you ever encountered anyone who who, who really needs this help or is, is not 
has been following their gut or like doesn't really know what they're doing? Every day, probably yeah. two or three clients a day or two. Wow. So, and what, what advice would you give to them? I think it's about, like less things, believing yourself, mm-hmm. educate yourself mm-hmm. in your circumstances and know everything about everything. Yeah. But what's in your life, control, control that. And that believing yourself. And the last one is there's stacks of people out there willing to help, different organisations. Mm. Okay, you've done a few websites. Yeah, we have. And yeah. you see all these support services. Yeah, yeah we've looked, yeah. Okay. Do you have any of those support services? At the Good Shepherd, we've got financial counsellors yeah. there. I'm a financial counsellor myself. We do the financial capability. You've got family services as well. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of organisations um, and things that you can do yourself as well. You don't have to rely yeah. on others as well. What are some things that we could do by ourselves instead of relying on others? Okay, this is like what um, – have you studied about ombudsman, ombuds people? Mm-hmm. So that's like a, like a judge. So if you've got a problem, let's say, with the energy company, you complain, mm-hmm. and if you're not happy with everything, you can go to the energy ombudsman. If you go to the bank, you've got issues with the bank, you've got a complaint, you can go to the banking ombudsman, and they become a judge. It's a free service for clients. So this is where you can, what we call advocating for yourself. Mm. Okay. okay yeah. um, if a family member or partner doesn't let you get involved in financial decisions, is that also abuse? That is definitely yeah. abuse. I think abuse is financial abuse is about someone having control over you. Yeah. What I've seen for my clients, it's like um, let's say a partner gets a settlement payment. It's like, oh, give me your key card, I'll control that. So does that happen a lot? Is it happens. It a, oh. It's more common oh, yeah. than you think, honestly. Yeah. You've probably got friends who go, oh, can you lend me ten dollars? Can you lend me this? Yeah. You never pay it back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, At the start it's like friendship, yeah. but if it goes on and they don't respect you. That's a more yeah, form of financial it, abuse. Like sometimes it happens without you even like realizing that it's financial abuse, exactly. you know? And sometimes yeah. they take advantage of our good nature. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like you just try and be like a good person, you lend them money or whatever, and then they start yeah, taking advantage. And it becomes, yeah, yeah, but, it but becomes then when you like stand up for yourself, they just start to act like you're like the villain. And they, yeah. they have yeah, a and victim they're the complex victim. about it. It's, mm. yeah. And that's what the um, perpetrators do. They yeah. make you feel guilty. And then it yeah. goes like through an ongoing cycle okay. and it just keeps on going. And I said, I've got, I've got daughters your age. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, if your friends don't agree with you, well, they're not very good friends. Yeah. Find some other friends. Yeah. You don't want to live in there. I love when yeah. Yeah. people that like let you down. And put exactly. Because yeah. like, friends can like, like, uh, sort of, like, like survive for like a lifetime. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you, I've got two good friends that I've known for over 30 years. Wow. And I'll probably see them once, twice a year now. But it's like... We pick up a lot from yesterday. Great friends, you don't question each other. You're there yeah. to help. Yeah. You don't judge. So. Well, for anyone who's just tuning in, uh, you're listening to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast on CHS Live, live from Coburg High School in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Sienna. My co-hosts today are... Mayo, Stacey, Giselle. And we're here with Christian Unger, the financial capability worker. Um, another question I have is, do you know anyone who has gone so far into debt or had such a big problem that other uh, police or people or social um, workers don't can't can't really help have you ever met anyone that's so far in debt that they, they don't know where to turn to help no nah, look there is always help yeah sometimes the options the solution is not what you want but it is a solution but it is what you need at that stage some people in such that's probably the best solution for them is to go bankrupt. Yeah. And in two or three years, start again. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But when you see a financial counselor, if you ever think of going bankruptcy, they go through all the options first and say, okay, what's the best option? And you've got to be realistic. But um, 
there's always options. Okay, I think I've said this in the past. When I was 30, I had about $60,000 worth of credit cards. Yeah. I was single then. Then I got married. My life has completely changed. So people can change. Okay. Yeah. That's from experience. Do you have any small tips that could, could help us out? <laughs> okay. The best tip is spend less than you earn. Yes. 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 You, need, you need to invest in money because, like, it's not even about investing, it's just spend less than you earn. That's yeah, because I always hear how you should put like fifty percent in like a savings account. Yeah, we've yeah we've covered that before. Yeah, you can do fifty percent, but what happens if that's unrealistic? And you go, eh, I've got a lot of clients. I've got a savings account, but I never yeah. use it. Or I put money in, then I'll take it out. So if you even want to think of it in savings, start with a small amount. Mm, yeah. Get into the habit, and if you're not touching it, then increase it. But yeah. the secret of savings is not touching it. And the real secret, this is my mother-in-law goes, save to save, not to, not for a holiday. Not for something, because then if you're saving for something, you're actually going to spend it. Yeah. But you're safe to save. Um, and if you can do that, then life's going to be so much easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you find your job rewarding? I absolutely love it. And I'll tell you right now, we don't do it for the pay. I used to get paid much more better. But um, yeah, I work long hours. And guess what? You probably heard this. When you love your job, it's, when you love your work, it's not a job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're always learning off puzzles. It's just fun. It, it is fun. <laughs> okay. Helping but like people. I said, I've done lots of different careers. Always doesn't mean like when you finish school, you've got to find the perfect career. Exactly. Okay. Right. But you're always learning something. And it's, just, it's like a stepping stone. Yeah. It took me 20 odd years to find the perfect job. Mm. Well, um, so like, uh, do you have like advice for people who are maybe suffering in financial abuse right now? Um, speak out, seek help. Believe it or not, even speaking to the doctors, mm. okay? Yeah. They know people. Asking they know, they know, for help. Yeah, asking for help. Yeah. Usually if you're such a bad state, you might have um, anxiety or depression. I speak to the doctor. They can mm. probably refer you to a social worker. Yeah. So what you're saying is like basically it can also affect your mental health like deeply. It definitely. Yeah. If you owe money and people are calling you. there's a and constant I, guilt onto you. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's just an awful feeling. Mm. It's like, um, well, you don't do your homework. <laughs> yeah. Okay? You don't stop thinking about like it. You build it. up. Yeah. The assignment's due. The assignment's due. You build up. Me on <laughs> Seek help. Get someone to help you. Do you it's have any, like, um, uh, foundations, like, um, foundation, like, uh, type of things that with the people who can, like, find help to? Say it again. So uh, I forgot the word. Any um, places where people can go to seek help? Yeah. Okay, look, the best place would be probably what's called the National Debt Helpline. Mm. Okay? There's a phone number. It's a pretty coolest phone number there is. What it's is it? 1-800-007-007. <laughs> okay, it's like a James Bond thing. And Anyone they've got people on, go they're on call. You go to their website, they've got solutions for everything as well. So you can yeah. self-educate yourself. But there are people to help you. And if they say, look, we can't help you, the next question you should always be asking do you know anyone that asked to help me? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, never you. be. I said even that's in, everything in life. Don't be afraid to ask. Never okay. Be yeah. Because there could always be someone yeah. who can help you. Yeah. There is always someone. Yeah. The thing is, um, if you don't ask, you don't get it. Yeah. yeah true. It's Family like, members, friends. Uh, have you Have you seen a four year old at a supermarket <laughs> asking <laughs> no. for a lolly? They don't stop asking. Until yeah. they get that lolly. Mm. Yeah. So they keep on asking, keep exactly. on asking, okay? <laughs> it's a perfect way to – anyway. And that's all we have time for today. So let's thank our guest, uh, Christian Unger, financial capability worker, um, for being here today. It, it was a great pleasure to, for talking to you. 
Um, we are live from Coburg High School in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to the Youth Financial Wellbeing Podcast on CHS Live. My name is Sienna. My co-hosts today were... Giselle. Stacey. And they are. Thank you for joining us today. We I hope you found this information useful. Till next time, have a great day. Connecting with our community live from Coburg High School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast on CHS Live. Oh,